Now the Lord did not call any of us to be a judge sitting around condemning others. He did not call us to be a prosecuting attorney pointing our finger or accusing others. He didn't call us to be a defense attorney seeking to find loopholes so others can get through. He didn't call us to be a jury weighing all sorts of evidence for and against somebody. But he did call us to be a witness. This is Jerry G. Martin. It was Jesus who said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. It was his desire that every believer will be his witness. This message today is designed to encourage the people of God to do and to be who God called you to be, and that is his witness. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. This passage began that says, but you will receive and you will be my witnesses. See, just before Jesus made this statement, his disciples tried to sidetrack the issue by asking him about, so when are you coming back? Jesus said, I'm, I'm gone. Well, okay, so when are you coming back so we can do this again? So we can have more church services, so I can see more miracles, so I can hear more of that dynamic teaching. Ooh, that was good. That was good. That Sermon on the Mount, now that was good. That was some good preaching. Boy, we had church that day. So when are you coming back? Jesus said, hey, uh, I got an assignment for you. Don't be asking me when I'm coming back. When are you going? He did not say to them, you're going to be my date keeper or you're going to be the watchman for my return. He said, you will be my witnesses. All of you will be my witnesses. I don't know why believers come and just think that I ain't supposed to be doing that. I, I can't do that. I mean, you know, I don't talk to people. I mean, you lying. You talk to all kind of folk. Well, I don't say nothing to nobody. Yes, you say something. You, you main one online. Chatting, got you a, 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 another name. Then your real hidden self come out. You just be bold because then nobody know your name. None of us is exempt from the basic element of this Christian life, which is to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. None of us are exempt. So he said, who is you? What is the power? We are told, you shall receive power. Jesus says, you know what? These folks have been following me and what they're going to need when I leave to do what I asked them to do, they're going to need some power. That is the greatest need of believers today, is to have power. We all need power to live the Christian life, and we're going to need power to share the good news of the Christian life. See, today we pride ourselves on our influence. You know, people call themselves, I'm an influencer now on social media, influencer which means you try to get somebody to follow you. That's right. Will you follow me? How many of y'all ask somebody to follow you? Be my friend. Follow me. Listen to what I got to say. You know how to witness. You just ain't witnessing for Jesus. You're witnessing for you. Follow me. See, we seek to influence the culture around us in various ways. We try to influence them with our music, our facilities in the church, our ability to preach, 
our prosperity. We are all prosperous. God wants you to be prosperous. You can have what I have. You can say what I say. You can have what I have. You do what I do. You can get what I get. God will bless you too. We're good at that. What preacher have you heard says, oh, I've gone out, I've shared my testimony, I've talked to people about Jesus Christ, there was 14 people got saved this week, you can do it too, just like I do it. If you want people to get saved like I'm getting them saved, you can do what I do. They ain't saying that. The early church didn't have much influence. They didn't have enough influence to keep Peter out of prison. They had no influence with the civil authorities or the legal authorities. They had no influence, but they had enough power to get Peter out of prison. Read the book. <laughs> they prayed. When Jesus said, you will receive power, he used the word for power, which we get our word dynamite. You will receive power. And we need this power to witness. We need this power to win others to Christ. We need this power to work in the harvest field that are ripe unto harvest. The field is ripe unto harvest. And some of the harvest is dying on the vine because the harvesters are not going into the harvest field. The book of Acts is the story of a group of men and women just like you and just like me who despite the bigotry and mistreatment of the Roman rule world went out from an upper room to tell the story. The story was about a publicly executed Jew who died on a cross and was buried. The story was about how the Jew called Jesus was missing from his grave three days later, although a huge stone was rolled over it and soldiers were guarding it around the clock. People saw him walking around alive and well, just like he said he would do. These people with power to spread the message of this good news to the world around them. They had the power. They had a dynamite attitude. And they received that power from on high. So when was the power received? When did the power come upon a group of believers? He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. Okay, let me talk about the Holy Ghost. Has the Holy Ghost come upon you? He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost, now some of y'all don't like a ghost, so I'm going to say Holy Spirit. Y'all scared of ghosts. Who the ghost come? No, the whole, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive the Bible tells us that believers are baptized into one body by one spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to take up residence inside the person who invites Christ in as Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit comes in when he comes in and you invite him in. You open up your heart. You open up your door to your heart and invite him in. The Holy Spirit comes in with them. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost like a rushing mighty wind. It was a, a unique Pentecostal experience. He filled them. They began to speak with tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. 
and they were empowered by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the Old Testament, you don't see that infilling of all believers. The Holy Spirit will come up on someone for a specific action in the Old Testament. Jesus is saying not only is he going to come up on you, he's going to come in you so that you can operate with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. When you yield yourself to the working of the Holy Spirit in your life, when you yield yourself, you will have the power to do what the Holy Spirit wants you to do, what God directs you to do. Our issue is in the church is that we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us up and to use us to the capacity that he wants to use us. We want the Lord to ride along with us wherever we go. Somebody say, take the Lord along with you wherever you go. Let him ride with you. Right? You want him in the front seat over there, but you want to still do the driving. You want him to ride with you. That ain't the way it's supposed to go. He's supposed to be driving. You're supposed to be riding with him. See, when he's driving, he's in control. When he fills your life, he drives. You just get in and say, wherever you're going, I'm good. We want to say, ride along with me, Lord. And then sometime we want to go, go around, a, around the corner somewhere, and we're going to say, Lord, can you get out for just a minute? Because I got, got a couple of things I need to take care of. That's the way we do. He's not in control. He's not filled. I have water in this container, but it's not full. It's not overflowing. It doesn't mean there's no water in here. But the Holy Spirit is inactive in our lives because we don't engage him. We don't acknowledge him. We don't give him room to work. Some of us, even though I grew up in the Pentecostal holiness church, they even misled me about the Holy Ghost. They say, you need the Holy Ghost. They was all on that. Why? And then they know you had them because you spoke in tongues, rolled on the floor, shouted, did cartwheels and all kind of stuff like that. But the Holy Ghost didn't come to make us shout. That wasn't his purpose. You might shout, but that ain't why he came. He didn't come to make you fall on the floor and roll under the benches. That's not his purpose. His purpose was for you to do the work that God had called you to do and give you power to do the work. You don't see in the scripture where Paul was in, in, in was rolling on the floor in the sawdust and falling out and they couldn't wake him up. Ooh, the Holy Ghost show moved tonight. And then you haven't told anybody else. You don't even want to talk to strangers. You don't want to talk to unbelievers. Oh no, we got to be separate. Come out from among them. Be separate. We got it over here. We got the Holy Ghost. No, he came for a purpose. He said, he came so you can be a witness. And you're going to need power to witness. See, there's no such thing as a Christian without power. Now, if you don't have any power, you might want to check and see if you connected to the source. Now, this building is wired with power. We got lights on, but those lights can be turned off. There's nothing wrong with the power. We just have to flip the switch. And some of you have never flipped a switch for the power that's on the inside of you. Some of you have never flipped a switch. You know, you, you know how you flip the switch? You start talking to somebody about Jesus. 
I don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing because you ain't done nothing. Go out and say, I'm going to tell somebody what God has done for me. The devil will tell you, well, you can't tell him. You don't know enough about the Bible. Yeah, did he do something for you? If you say, tell him how messed up you were. Tell him how bad off you were. Tell him how hopeless you were. Tell him how addicted you were. And say, you know, my, my life was messed up. I, you know, I did this, I did that. But Jesus came into my life, changed my life. I've never been the same. That's your witness. Everybody, every believer got a witness. Jesus didn't tell them uh, you're going to receive power, then you can go study all the scriptures and know everything and know everything by memory so you can defend me. No, just tell them what I did for you. Somebody said, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Well, if that's the case, are you going to tell somebody what he did? This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the light of the world. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed. But we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.